Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Plus Model Radio. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis, and today is Tuesday, December 9th. Thanks for tuning in. I've got a great show lined up for you this evening. It's a very diverse show, showcasing three women all in the plus industry, but in all different aspects, and you are guaranteed to learn something new tonight. But on a side note, I just want to say thank you to all the guests on tonight's show because the show was originally scheduled for yesterday, Monday, but I had to postpone postponed for a big audition that I got, which went well, and hopefully you'll see me on television soon. But everyone was so nice with rescheduling for tonight, and thank you for tuning in, and we are about to have a great show. So joining us later on the show will be photographer Krista Savonas and plus model and actress Christina Schmidt. But first up is Connie Crawford. Connie Crawford is a licensed designer for Butterick Patterns and is owner of Fashion Patterns by Connie. She is a nationally recognized lecturer, fashion specialist, educator, and author of sewing and pattern textbooks, including A Guide to Fashion Sewing, The Art of Fashion Draping, and Pattern Making Made Easy. Joining her 35 years of experience in apparel manufacturing and 23 years teaching fashion design classes in pattern making, sewing, and draping at the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in Los Angeles, Connie created her own pattern line with true to body fit form sizes extra small to 6x her career spans everything from fashion name dress designing to pattern making and design consultant she is the designer and ceo of fashion patterns by connie designing clothing patterns for full figure women in sizes extra small to large and extra large to 6x so let's get a warm welcome to Connie. Hi, Connie. Are you there? Oh, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Wonderful. It's it's a great pleasure to be on your show. Thank you. So when did you learn how to sew, and did you always know this is something you wanted to make a career out of? Uh, I learned to sew as as a need in being brought up in a family that uh, didn't uh, uh, give me an allowance or anything, so I figured that I could make clothes if I needed any clothes. So I just started sewing and taught myself how to sew, and later on I took sewing classes in school, but I even learned way before it was even I was available in school. And no, I didn't ever wanted to, I never thought of being a fashion designer. I was a medical secretary for four years out of high school, and I just decided I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. So I went to UCLA and took a bunch of aptitude tests, and they said, you know, 
fashion design would be the best thing for you. And I said, what's a fashion designer? <laughs> really? And yet I've excelled in it ever since I started. And so you just fell so in I love went on, with went, went to college and I took a fashion design program that is a, uh, it's different than HOMAC. It's uh, a full fashion design program. And Los Angeles was the only one, L.A. Trade Tech actually, was the only school in the country besides FIT in New York that had a fashion design program. And this was the early 60s. So it was a new thing and in, in, uh, now it's everywhere, but uh, it wasn't then. So you've written five textbooks and three being major textbooks using classrooms throughout the world. So tell us about these textbooks and what was used before you published these. Well, uh, there were many uh, older textbooks that were used that were uh, more, I called them dorky 50s textbooks. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't give any up-to-date information of what I was really experiencing in the industry. And as I went out in the industry, I said, well, wait a minute, these books could be much more thorough and much easier to read. And so I started to write a sewing textbook first that was very, very thorough in step-by-step. And also the young people, as I was teaching at the Fashion Institute, I noticed that they didn't read either. <laughs> and most right. of them. So they needed a sentence and a sketch, a sentence and a sketch. And most of the time it was, most of the books were a big, huge paragraph and maybe one sketch. And that sketch was not very professionally done many times, too. So, so you, ramped I, the, you revamped the traditional layout of the text. Right. Exactly, exactly. And so all three books carry this process. And they've been, after I, it took me seven years to write the sewing book. And I went to Fairchild, which is the largest fashion publisher in the world, in the U.S. And uh, I, uh, three days later, I had a contract. And then they asked me to write the draping book, and then that took me another three years. And then finally, three years ago, I got out the pattern making book, and so uh, and now we have DVDs on top of it, so that uh, pe- young people don't mind putting a DVD and learning a lot of this information right. through a DVD. Right. So why did you decide to start your own pattern company? And this was very interesting is as I Fairchild being a publisher, they only sell the books over to bookstores in colleges. They do not sell on in the public. Well, I started to go to independent uh, sewing shows and get the book out to the sewing public. Mm-hmm. And doing that, many ladies were plus size and or mature figures. And they didn't have patterns that they could use. And I was doing a show up in Washington called the, uh, uh, we call it the Pialp Show. And it's the largest sewing show of the country. And all of these women, after one of my talks, all these women came up to me and they're all large ladies. And they said, we think you have the knowledge. Can't you do something for us? Well, I felt that was a calling, that I really needed to pay attention to the full-figured women and to really give them something that was very stylish and wonderful that they could wear. And so I uh, took four years, and I grabbed every every woman I could find who was plus size in my camping club, at work, uh, people walking on the street, in the grocery store. I'd ask them, can I have a half hour of your time and drape on you? And now, are you a plus size lady? I'm a size 14. At that time, I was a size 8, 10. Now okay. I'm a 14. So okay. I started. I did go clear up to the 18, but uh, I've lost some weight since then, and that's just been because I'm now uh, moving around so much again, mm-hmm. and uh, don't have time to eat sometimes. But I love to eat, <laughs> and 
but uh, um, uh, so I needed to really understand the plus size market when I wasn't one, especially at that time. And so I draped all of them. I talked to them. I then I was able to find enough women, about 40 ladies that I had draped on, and measured their their master patterns. And I measured every neckline, every shoulder, every armhole, and I was able to come up with the true plus size master patterns. And that's what we needed. Also, I found out that the, uh, in doing all this research, the size 14, which is what most of the companies use, once in a while they use a 16 to make a master to make their sizes. Well, then they size it up to maybe a extra large or one X, and uh, then they're out of proportion because as the ladies put on fluff, their stomachs change, and the fullnesses of where they grow are not the same as what the traditional grading process is, as we call our sizing process. And so your proportions aren't correct again. And so that's why when I started my pattern company, I needed to have the smaller range with the smaller size blocks and the larger range with the larger size blocks and that's why I chose the 2x because a 2x has the full bicep the and still a, a little larger neck but not that much and never a shoulder distance is larger so and most plus size designers use sample sizes um, like 14 for their sample size but you use a 2x which is eighteen twenty, right? And even uh, even Butterick, who has uh, put together my pattern line, I do the patterns, then they do the photo shoots, and uh, they've uh, used uh, they always do a plus size model, and they use a plus size model in an eighteen or a two X, depending upon who the model is that they're going to use. But they always do a, a true plus size, which is what I like, and then they also do a smaller one too. And and when I do classes or or workshops or guest lectures, I bring these garments to show them that it's the same design, but this is how the proportions change. And then they the ladies understand visually what I mean by proportion rather than it isn't always just a bigger, you don't want a bigger collar, but you need something proportionally for her body mm-hmm. and that styling. So it, it becomes obvious where the styles change, where it changes. Also, the bust cup is lower traditionally. The bicep is bigger and yet you don't want to uh, make that the focal point, but you also need to make sure that the neckline and the shoulder is the focal point and the bust point is draped correctly so that the stomach is camouflaged at all times and it becomes very nice. And I had first started the line out with only plus size, mm-hmm. and the smaller ladies kept coming up to me and saying at shows and, and lectures, saying, well, don't you do anything for us? Can't you make this style in our size? Mm-hmm. Well, that was a very big compliment to me because if the styles were big enough for the larger ladies, then the styles definitely were good enough for the smaller ladies, and we had a... a a a winner as I I felt in that group whole group. So when but. you started your pattern line, you also made nine designs and went to market to showcase the buyers. So what was the initial response you received? The market was the the buyers did not want to touch me. They didn't even look at the garments. And I went to three different um, wholesale shows to market they call it. And each time I was in plus size showrooms. Well, the plus-size showrooms only wanted to see a size 14, and they only wanted to purchase up to a 1X. They did not want – the buyers would come by and say to me, I don't want that 
figure in my in my store. My sales reps would not know what to say to them. Uh, I don't want the image in my store. And so they didn't even want to touch the market, but they would go up to a 1X. And so they would buy up to that point. And I, at one point I said to the lady, I says, well, why are you here? <laughs> Putting my foot in my mouth. <laughs> and I just had to understand the market. And there was really no market. So that's why I continued strongly with the pattern line. Because if you look at the stores, there are, I have a huge list of department stores that carry, quote, plus size. They don't go past the three X. None of them do. And so what happens? One third of our country is above a three X. What do those ladies do? They have to have clothes and so they have to sew or find somebody to sew for them. And that's why I continued the pattern line to give them stylish well-made clothes and well-made patterns that they can make them and just cut and sew rather than trying to adjust a pattern. And so I have many, 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 many emails over the years from ladies say, this is the first time I've been able to just cut and sew it or have very minor changes and sew it. And they can choose their own fabrics and everything. I've gotten ladies into sewing because they they, they could not find clothes and they finally found my patterns and the, and they uh, have learned all about fabrics and sewing just because of that. So I keep some very simple designs in there, too, for that beginner sewer. So why do you think the majority of fashion designers don't want to design for plus sizes, even though the majority of women wear over size 14? Is it um, difficult designing for plus sizes? Um, uh, it is more difficult. Types? It is more difficult because you're having to think about their body shape constantly of what, how to camouflage the stomach, mm-hmm. and how to proportion it over the fuller bust. But uh, how to make a sleeve? There's a special sleeve shape that it takes in order to work with the fuller biceps so that you have both lift and movement. So it does take a little bit of uh, knowledge to really get into that. But basically, the young student who is a fashion designer, she's skinny and young and cute still like we all were when we were 16 years old. But they don't want to even think about the full-figured woman or the mature woman. They only want to think about their age group or close to their age group, Mm -hmm. and they don't want to think about that. One time I was giving a class to uh, uh, some guests from um, Michigan State University, and I had six students from from there doing a guest uh, class for them. And uh, I was explaining to them about hip huggers. I said, you know, when I was 18, I wore hip huggers, and hip huggers have been in. But I said, would you like to see me in hip huggers now? And they all went, ew, no. Well, there is a market for an age group, too. So the hip huggers were appropriate all this time right now, but they're going out anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, it, it was appropriate for them at, the, at their age, but they're not appropriate even for the for the larger woman or for the more, more uh, mature woman. And so people don't think that you need to have designers for that, but a lot of the designers, after it's a very tough industry, and they don't stay in it. I'm one of the few people that have stayed in this market and stayed working because my back is out quicker. I have to go sit down a couple of times because it's a standing job all day long, and it's it's a tough one. Do you ever cast for models, um, like maybe for fit models for your patterns? Oh, yes. I'm constantly casting for them. <laughs> so but, well, what so are the requirements? 
in Hodgkin's Yeah, now that I live in the state of Washington, it's harder to find people up here to, to get a fitting model when I do need one. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the ladies came and let me make, made a, a dress form of her, and I do custom dress forms. And so she let me keep it so that I could have it always here. And uh, so that's what I use as my main fitting model is, is her dress form. And so, and then when I need movement and stuff, I do that. But also the main thing that I'm always looking for are actually professional models for photo shoots or for the runway. Like uh, they've been, uh, there's a show coming up in Puyallup again. It's every March, the first, the last weekend or first weekend of March. And um, they want me to do a plus size fashion show. And I kept saying, I can't find plus size models that, that I can afford. Because it's three days, the show would be at noon for three consecutive days, and I have to have them and pay for them their their flight coming in, their um, time, and and uh, their hotel, and I can't do that. I can't afford all that, so I still have not done that show. Well, what um, sizes and heights are you looking for? We make it find someone in your area. Oh, 18 to 2X, size 18 to 2X. Okay. 18. And how can uh, someone... Uh, which means the 40, what that means is you'd have to measure your full bust. It would be a 44 bust, 46, 48, or 50, somewhere in that range. So 44 to 50 inch bust. And if someone is interested in submitting to be a model for you, how can they go about doing that? Oh, just contact me through my email address, which would be uh, Fashion Patterns. Don't forget the S at the end, at CenturyTel.net. Okay. And so do you have And it's on my website, too, my email address, which is www.fashionpatterns.com. Okay. And do you have anything else coming up we can be on the lookout for? Um, well, they can check my schedule on my website, but I have uh, the whole East Coast I'm doing next year, and then I'm doing Florida in January, February, right over, right around Super Bowl time. That'll be in Tampa, and I'll be in Tampa at that time, so I'll get to uh, be around the Super Bowl <laughs> area, too. Now, if a plus-size clothing line, because I've interviewed a lot of designers on the show, um, if a plus-size clothing line would be interested in getting your advice on pattern making, are you available um, in that capacity for uh, oh, yes. helping uh, oh, yes. without, existing yeah, lines? Without a doubt. Without a, I do. <clears throat> in 1978, I was in an airplane crash flying into Burbank. We never made the airport. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know where Burbank is. <clears throat> Sorry about that. And uh, I was the only one that walked out of the plane. And I felt that God had left me here for a reason. And these are things that anything I'll do to promote the full-figured woman I've dedicated my life to because she needs help. And that's why I think God had left me here was to take my skills and really help people in being – because the full-figured woman can look so good in correctly made clothes. Mm -hmm. And it always angers me when I see – the the ladies, what I call the uniform, a t-shirt and tights, and that's only because they haven't been able to find good figure-fitting clothes. Right. Right. And so I I'm always trying to help in any way I can. So yes, pass it pass it along to anybody who'll listen. Right. So you're available to lecture, to teach classes, and 
you do can like if I want a, a fabulous ball gown, could I hire you to make a dress for me? I don't have the time. No. <laughs> I wish okay, I did. So I don't do have, that. Yeah, <laughs> if I had the time or had uh, the money to have assistance, then mm-hmm. I could. But I've done this totally on a shoestring, and um, we finally have one employee, which is my office manager. So you're more but, so now just lecturing and making appearances. Well, and then doing working in my studio and doing all the patterns myself still. Got it. And, got uh, it. I've had uh, I had an assistant for three years, and then uh, she wanted to go back home to Florida, and so there she went. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I need somebody that uh, um, my business to pick up a lot more in my financially. But fortunately, in these hard times. Uh, we started the company on paying everything, all our bills as they came in. So we started slowly and just kept working up so that I still owe nobody anything. So if we closed our doors today, we could be fine. But uh, I didn't take out loans, which was the traditional thing to do, or, or mortgage the house or anything. We just did it on our own so that I would stay a viable company for you ladies. Wow. Well, it it was a pleasure talking with you today because this is a a part of the uh, plus industry that many probably don't know about. Yes, yes. A lot of the ladies don't realize how much time it takes to develop a pattern. All day today I worked on a skirt, just a special skirt, which is on the bias for you, and I I have to go downstairs and finish it tonight. Okay. And it'll it'll be my next buttock line. And before we go, give us your website one more time. It's www. You know, all know that part. Yes. Fashionpatterns, P-A-T-T-E-R-N-S, dot com. Well, and there'll be a new a new website coming up after the first of the year. It's all done. We're just working out all the kinks on it, and that will be gorgeous and really for for uh, it'll have a slideshow on it and everything. It'll really uh, feature the full figured women on that one. Well, awesome. We'll be on the lookout for that, and thank you so much for being a guest on the show tonight. It was a pleasure talking with you. Oh, thank you, Shanice, and it's been wonderful getting to know you. I hope to talk to you more in the future. Yes, thanks again. Okay, bye-bye. And that was Connie Crawford. And, you know, this is an important topic, I thought, because a lot of women complain that they can't find anything to fit right, can't find anything that they're looking for. So, you know, getting somebody to make something for you, that is, I think, an economical option as well, too. I'm sure it's cheaper than buying a design or something, especially with a lot of people having hard times now. So I thought that was very interesting. Now, up next on the show is Krista Savonis. She is an artist versed in many mediums. She practiced in both the fine art and commercial art fields. Having a fine art background, Krista is heavily influenced by the fine arts in her photography. She employs the same concepts of shape, line, texture, and color in her photographs as she does in art. As a fashion photographer, Christy Krista works largely with plus-size models in plus-size fashion. Krista's advertising and photogenic work has been seen in numerous venues, including the New York Times, U-Man Magazine, Azia Magazine, Scorch Magazine, Plus Model Magazine, Monique C., and outdoor print campaigns throughout New York City. 
After working in several New York advertising agencies, Krista has been and continues to freelance in photography and the graphic arts. And when she's not shooting, Krista also teaches photography and design at several colleges in the tri-state area. So let's welcome Krista to the phone. Hi, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi. Hi. Well, thank you for joining us this evening. Thank you for having me. And so tell us, how did your love of art come about, and which came first, that or photography? Well, um, that's that's an interesting question. So it really is hereditary, although my, my mom will never admit it. She is a fabulous illustrator. She's absolutely amazing. So when I was a child, I was really sponsored to pick up any any art medium. Um, and then my love of photography kind of went there. I took every class possible in art, mm-hmm. and then I happened upon photography, and I just, I loved it. Ever since I picked up the camera, I knew that's where I wanted to go. So, so when and why did you decide to become a professional photographer? Um, I think a lot of it had to do with really first, you know, first picking up a camera. And um, a lot of photographers talk about how, you know, once you pick up a camera, you really see through the, through the lens of a camera from, from then on. Your whole world is kind of framed into these individual pictures. Mm-hmm. And that really happened for me. And it never stopped. So um, I knew I wanted to go into college and I wanted to, continue photography and I wanted to major in it and I wanted to pursue it. So it just really spawned spawned from there, spawned from the first time I really picked up picked up a camera and really worked with it. So how did you break in and shooting plus size models and was it difficult? Um that's another interesting story. So I began shooting plus when I was shooting for a swimsuit um catalog. Mm-hmm. and one of their primary clients was plus size. Mm-hmm. And so I met a lot of um, plus size women through doing that, and they all loved the way I shot them, and they kept uh, telling me, well, you know, you should really shoot some more plus size women. You, you know, you're, you're good at it, and you should really do it. And, um, and I enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed, you know, how they were as models. They were positive and great people to work with. So... Mm-hmm. It just it went from there. So since you teach photography as well, is there a difference in shooting a straight model from a plus-size model? Because all photographers don't shoot plus-size models well. Right. Um, there, there is a difference. And I think part, part, of, um, part of what I think makes me strong is the fact that I'm a woman in photography, so I kind of can understand the woman's form more than um, I think a male photographer can really totally understand that. It's, there's something to being said about being a woman and photographing women. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know how we curve and we shape and what side of us looks good and what side of us looks bad and things that we want to hide. And, um, but a lot of knowing how to shoot plus size as opposed to straight size has to do with lighting. So, um, and what they really, the technical term for it is called corrective lighting. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's all about knowing how to light someone's features that they really want to bring apparent mm-hmm. and how to hide the features that they really don't, don't want to show that much. 
And that has a lot to do with really technical and lighting skills. And mm-hmm. some people are very good at that and some people aren't. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I never knew that myself. <laughs> so what sets your photography apart from others? And do you think having an art background benefits you? I definitely think having an art background benefits me. It, um, I think it lets me be a little bit more daring, maybe. I, I, I don't think about um, kind of what and what you shouldn't do. I really like to make edgy work and colorful work and um, really shoot plus-size women as, like, beautiful, sexy individuals. And so I, I don't really concern myself with um, kind of the constraints that maybe the marketplace might have with plus-size mm-hmm. women. So I really, I really like to push the boundaries there. So why did you decide to specialize in shooting plus-size models? Because you aren't plus-size, right? No, I'm not. I mean, I'm, I'm a size 10, so I'm not, I'm not, you know, very skinny. But, um, but no, I'm not. I'm not really plus-size. Plus um, I, a lot of it has to do with the attitude and atmosphere of shooting plus-size. So plus-size models are, are fabulous to work with. They're fantastic, positive, great individuals and they build a really great shooting set environment. And I felt that. And in addition to that, it's good to feel positive and great about what you're shooting about. Now, Mm -hmm. I I like the idea that we can all appreciate who we are and appreciate our own skin and really live and um, sort of support each other that way. And I think Plus Size really does that. It really says, like, here we are as individuals and we're all beautiful. Now, does, do you think shooting plus-size models help you boost your confidence and self-esteem? I think, um, well, it definitely puts you in a really great positive environment. Mm-hmm. So I think when, when, when everything really feels good on the set, then it's hard, it's hard to have anything negative really happen. I mean, it, it really is about all working together, and I've never had – a negative plus size set ever. I've never, I've never been on a shoot where, where things really haven't worked out. I mean, everyone's always really supportive and really works hard together and really puts a positive attitude forward. Right, right. So what do you think models should do to ensure that they have a successful photo shoot? One of the, the most important things, I think, is actually collecting tears is really, really, really important. So kind of collecting um, what you like, looking through magazines and building sort of a frame of reference of either whether it be you you like the lighting in something or you like the woman's hairstyle in another or you like the way she's posed or what she's wearing. It's really great to kind of build this reference book for you to always kind of come back to and think about artistically when you talk to photographers and you talk to people when you're you're at a shoot. So it helps me a lot whenever... Things like that to you, you like that? I do. I actually, I love that. I love that. We can talk about talk about things, but as soon as I'm a visual person, so when somebody mm-hmm. says, "This is hey, this is what I really like," and and do you, what do you think about that? Then that really puts that really solidifies it for me. I can really see see what they what they want and what they really um, are interested in in a, in a shot. So do you ever cast for plus models for any kind of projects? And if so, how can our listeners apply? I do um, I do some independent projects now and then, but I usually go through agencies for that. 
So um, okay. I usually talk directly with agencies for, for that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, so anything um, coming up we could be on the lookout for? Yes, actually there is. Um, the Glamazons, so if, if anyone doesn't know who the Glamazons are, they're a plus-size sort of pussycat doll singing group. Very, very, very talented. Mm-hmm. Um, great group of talented four girls. They came out with a fantastic EP that's going to be available in iTunes coming the next year. Some great songs. Okay. And so I'll be shooting the um, cover and all the promotional materials for that. So that'll be really a lot of fun. Oh, cool. You have to tell them to come on the show to promote it. I will. I will. They're, they're great. I'm sure they'd love to. And tell us your official website so everybody can check you out. Sure, that's no problem. So my website is, uh, we all know the triple W, so it's Krista, K-R-I-S-T-A, Svalbonas, S-V-A-L-B-O-N-A-S.com. And if somebody is interested in booking you for a photo shoot, they go through your website, correct? Yes, they can go through my website, and I've got a direct email link, and also my phone number is also listed on the website as well. And you're based in New York, but you travel from time to time, too. I do, yeah. I do like to go, um, not as often as I'd like, but I really do like to go to the West Coast. So, and so when um, you go, do you post that on your website? How can everybody know your travel schedule? Well, I'm in the process of actually updating a blog on my website since oh, okay. blogs are very much in now. So yes. um, on there, I'll be probably posting um, my travel dates and where where I'll be going. And what about your classes you teach? Can in, Do you have, like, all professional classes for students or someone that just does photography as a hobby? Could they take your class? Well, um, unfortunately, I, I, mean, I love it if a hobbyist could really come in and take my classes, but I am um, – it is through a college, and it's mostly for already matriculated students in the okay. college. So usually okay. it's a it's a full matriculated student. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It was great talking to you. I love your work. You took some great shots of me, of course. (laughs) Oh, thank you. That's great to hear. It's really great. Yes, and um, and congratulations on all your success, and uh, we'll be in touch. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks so much much for having me on the show. It was really great. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that was uh, Krista, and I forgot to mention she's also a contributing photographer for Plus Model Magazine, so she's had some uh, great covers and editorials in Plus Model Magazine as well. So if you are a Plus Model, well, she shoots all, but since it's just a handful that do Plus Models really great, uh, that's one that you really want to check out. Now, last but definitely not least, is Christina Schmidt. She landed her big break at the age of 14 when she when she was cast as Terry on the Canadian television hit Degrassi, The Next Generation, which she appeared on three seasons. In 2005, she started to gain worldwide fame when Degrassi started showing around the world in countries such as Canada, U.S., Australia, Europe, and even parts of Africa and Asia. For her role as Terry on the show, she won Best Actress in the Series, for a drama or comedy, as well as Best Ensemble Performance in the series for a drama or comedy at the Young Artist Awards in L.A. She also won Teen Choice Awards and numerous Gemini Awards. 
Some of her work includes Torrid, Fashion Blood, Fashion Bug, The Makeup Designery, MXM, Lola and Gigi, Tony Plus Sears, Zellers, and Plus Model Magazine. She is signed with Wilhelmina NYC and currently resides in Toronto, Canada, keeping busy with modeling as well as her new love of makeup artistry for the fashion industry. So let's welcome Christina. Hi, Christina. Are you there? I'm here. How are you? I am great. Thanks so much for being with us Thank tonight. Thank you so much for having me. So how did you get into acting at such a young age? Is it something uh, you told your parents you were interested in, or did they just put you in classes and it just stuck? Uh, well, you know what? Ever since I can remember, I was, like, totally in love with performing, entertaining, so I think that was something my parents recognized, and it would be something I would enjoy and want to get involved with. So, you know, as I got older, they they really were supportive of, you know, exploring my options with acting and modeling and agents and stuff. So mm-hmm. at that, like at such a young age, they, they really helped me to get those stepping stones to where I am today. Right. So as I said in your intro, you were on the hit series, The Grassy, The Next Generation. Yes, I was. And at the height of the show, did the press ever criticize you about your weight? You know what? I was really, really lucky to feel accepted and happy about, you know, who I was as a person and who my character was. You know, I always got the same kind of press as all the other characters uh, up for the same awards and, you know, for the most part, you know, looked as, looked as at the, like, the same as everybody else, which, you know, it's so crazy because in the entertainment world, we all know what is considered in or beautiful. and Right. You know, I loved how Degrassi accepted a curvy girl as a weed character, and, uh, you know, I got the same storylines, the amount of airtime as the other characters, and it was it was so awesome to uh, be able to show that full-figured girls are just, just as beautiful as everybody else. So you were really lucky with that experience, because now, you know, they show people on TMZ and tabloids, and they just dog yeah. everybody out. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody who gains 10 pounds, they think it's like, you know, the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's kind of crazy. Tell me, is the plus size curvy movement similar in Canada as it is in the U.S.? Uh, well, Canada does totally recognize and accept the plus size industry. Maybe not as much as the U.S., but they're definitely getting there. You know, for example, a lot of agencies here are now uh, recognizing the benefits of having a plus size board, a plus size board, and realizing what they can bring to the agency. And you know, hopefully soon we'll we'll get to that day, like how the states have. You know, they have magazines, you know, aimed for the full figured community and. Mm-hmm. And, you know, great designers like House of Darion, which is Beyonce's line, and Baby yeah. Fat, you know, having those plus, plus clothing, you know, not even in a different section of the store, but, like, in with everything else, which is great. Right. And, you know, Canada is getting there. We'll definitely get there one day, for sure, how the U.S. is. So, as a plus-size actress, do you feel there's a lack of positive roles available to you? Um, well, the entertainment business, you know, it is what it is, but, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, what they consider perfect, and they usually do stick to that, but, you know, a lot of doors are opening, you know, like Queen Latifah, Jennifer Hudson, beautiful ladies such as yourself, you know, yeah, it's it's thing. so great, but, um, you know, there are those roles that I would love, love to do that, you know, realistically, I, you know, for the most part, they won't be offered to me, but. Right, because there's always something like stereotypical or the, the sidekick that's just funny. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely know what you're saying, but, 
um, you know, I'm lucky to have have gained like you know good success as as a plus size actress and getting great auditions. And you know, hopefully down the road there will be a lot more awesome opportunities. So through your character on the television show, is that how you were introduced to plus size modeling? You know, it really it totally opened my eyes to plus size modeling and what it's all about. You know, my character Terry did play a plus size model, so it kind of you know sparked that idea of hmm, you know maybe I can, you know I can maybe do this. And you know, through acting, a lot of um, people behind the camera would tell me, oh, the camera loves you, or makeup artists telling me, you know, you should you should get into modeling. And you know, it, it totally introduced me to what I'm what I'm doing today. Mm-hmm. So, which do you like better, acting or modeling? Um, You know what, to be 100% honest, you know, Mm -hmm. I can't even decide, you know, acting was, acting was my first love, and I'll always have a huge passion for it, and I love modeling too, and it's, it's wicked because, you know, both things, I could do every single day for the rest of my life, and never, never get sick of them. Ever. <laughs> right. It's just just fun just being in front of a camera. Like it's kind it's of not work at all for me. So, you know, I'm so grateful that I can do something as my career that I'm, like, totally in love with. So now tell us about your new love of makeup. And mm-hmm. are you currently trying to be a makeup artist? Well, I've, like, my whole life I've always had, like, a huge love for makeup. You know, when I was little, I had always drawers full of boxes full of makeup, and I would always, like, beg my mom to do her makeup, and probably didn't look that great when I was seven, but, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm definitely the kind of person that when I have an idea, I, I do everything I can do to explore it and see what I can do with it, so... Uh, a few years ago, I started getting into it a little more, more as like a hobby, like doing it for my friends or doing it for like a little photo shoot here and there. But, you know, I realized I'm not too bad and I can do a pretty good job. And I found myself at, when I was doing photo shoots myself, you know, always so interested in what the makeup artist was doing and how are they yeah. doing it and stuff. And so I loved it. And right now I'm, I'm doing it freelance like more opposed to agency so if um anybody wants to work with me with that it's more of uh more word of mouth or through facebook or personal email you know stuff like that oh so you are available for hire as a makeup artist of course of course okay (laughs) so um what would your advice be to plus size women that want to start a career in entertainment Mm -hmm. you know I, i would definitely say go for it you know um one of my favorite quotes of all time is, whatever you can imagine is real, which uh, Picasso said. And, you know, whether you apply that to acting or modeling, dancing, singing, you know, whatever it is that you have that passion for, if, if you put your all into it and you don't ever give up, you know, you'll you'll see results. And as you know, and I'm, everybody else knows, like, this industry is crazy. But, you know, if you have the, if you have the confidence and your heart is there, you know, definitely, definitely go for it and you never know what you can achieve if you you don't try, right? Right. So, do you have anything coming up we could be on the lookout for? Yes, definitely. I've worked with some awesome, awesome companies uh, such as Lola and Gigi, which uh, you said earlier. Uh, Tony Plus. Um, I did a campaign for Fashion Bug not too long ago. Oh. Okay. Um, I've been doing some really cool fashion segments on TV and uh, a few other things which are in the works right now. So. Uh, Everybody should look out for that coming up. So do you have an official website or MySpace that people can keep up with you? 
Well, a website is something that will hopefully, hopefully be coming up really soon. Um, I do have a MySpace. I hardly go on it, but um, I'm pretty much on that Facebook tip right now. So um, <laughs> my name is kind of all over the place, but if you want to search for me and add me, it is Christina, which is C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, dash M space SS. <laughs> so it's kind of confusing, but you can add me there and I have a whole bunch of pictures and I always reply to my fans, you know, they're, they mean a lot to me. And as um, soon as I have my official website, I will definitely let everybody know. Yes. And so if anyone is interested in booking for you, booking you for anything, how do they go about doing that? Um, well, they can contact my agents. I'm with uh, B&M Models in Toronto, Noble Kaplan Abram Model. Uh, sorry, that's acting agency in Toronto as well. And um, for other projects, uh, you can contact me personally at uh, my email, which is Chrissy underscore Nat, which is C-H-R-I-S-S-Y underscore N-A-T at hotmail.com. And that's for makeup too, right? Yep, yeah, makeup. You know, there's always stuff like um, press events or charity stuff. You know, I love doing stuff like that. So, you know, I'm always excited when I get a new email about stuff like that as well. And so you're based in uh, Toronto, but you're in New York and L.A. a lot as well. Yeah, right, right now I'm uh, in Toronto, but I oh. work in New York all the time. I'm coming out to L.A. soon and um, hopefully some stuff in Montreal soon. So, you know, it's lucky I get to travel a lot because I love it. <laughs> Well, good. Well, thank you so much for joining us this evening. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much. It was awesome talking to you, too. And keep in touch. Let us know when the, the website is up so I can announce for it. For sure. So. For sure. <laughs> okay. Well, have a good night. You, too. Nice talking to you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. So I want to thank all of our guests on the show tonight, Connie Crawford, Christina Savon. Well, I'm saying Christina, I'm mixing up the names, Krista Savona and Christina Schmidt. Thanks again for being a guest on tonight's show. And tune in next time, and we'll have more plus industry professionals with stories to not only inspire you, but to keep you connected. And for more information about our show, go on our website at plusmodelmag.com. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, Email us at guest at plusmodelmagazine.com to submit. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis, and thank you for tuning in and supporting Plus Model Radio. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed.